welcome to episode three of A Sprinkle of Disney. Welcome back if you've listened to our episode two or episode one, or welcome if you've never listened before, and thank you very much for joining us. Um, this episode, we're going to be talking about Disney+, Plus, but specifically we'll be discussing the Lady and the Tramp live-action film, which is exclusive to Disney+, Plus, which is very exciting. Um, and we'd just like to say a massive thank you as well for the engagement that we've had on over on our Instagram page. Um, we've had lots of feedback on our episodes and we've had lots of people joining in on our photo challenge. We're currently doing a 30, well, 31 day <laughs> photo challenge over on Instagram where we post a photo of a different Disney themed thing each day. And it's really fun. And we've had people dipping in and out of that. So it's quite nice. People don't have to do it every day, but it's quite fun to join in if you've got like a specific one that you want to join in on. So yeah, we'd just like to obviously open the episode by saying thank you very much for everyone that has been taking part in things and listening. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll just get into it. Yeah, so um, the episode today is going to be really exciting and quite diverse with different things. So uh, as Rosie mentioned, we are going to be focusing on Lady and the Tramp, the live action remake, um, but we're going to kind of bob into different Disney Plus elements as well. So we'll probably be doing more Disney Plus stuff in the future and like more about recommendations. But we're going to do like a little bit of that today um, because obviously Disney Plus hasn't even been out a year yet. Um, some people may not have it. I don't know anyone who doesn't, but they might not. So, you know, <laughs> we'll just tell you if it's worth it or not. Um, so we're going to start with a little bit of that, kind of outlining Disney Plus a little bit. Uh, we're then going to kind of delve further into Lady and the Tramp, which I'm so excited about. Um, so we're going to compare it to like the original version, like discuss like any changes or additions or things that they did differently. Um, and then we're going to talk about the characters and the music as well. Um, so we're going to kind of cover all of that for you. Um, and then we're going to finish it off by giving again, as we do with our summaries and our, um, our ratings of the film um, and mention a few recommendations of what, to watch on Disney Plus next as well, which I'm quite excited about. I love Disney Plus recommendations. I need to write a list. Yeah, same. I, I, need, to, I need to write a physical list because people keep being like, oh, watch this. And I'm like, oh, okay, I really want to. And I end up watching the same thing on Netflix over and over again. <laughs> so I need, to, I need to write that list. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So hopefully that sounds like it's going to engage you. Um, I'm really excited. And we've got our first Disney fun fact to kick us off. Um, and Rosie has planned all of these this week, which is great because they are all um, Lady in the Tramp themed. So the first one is that unlike other recent live action Disney films like The Jungle Book and The Lion King, Lady and the Tramp uses a combination of real animals and computer animation. That makes sense to be fair. It does. Because I don't think you'd bring like, you know, a bear in. Well, I was thinking this when I wrote that fact down earlier. I was like, <laughs> well, it makes sense, <laughs> but it's also nice to know. I don't... <laughs> That's really true. It's nice from like a process point of view to know like, ah, that's what they did. But then when you actually think about it, you think, well, yeah, like a dog is easier than a lion, isn't it? So. <laughs> yeah, and an extinct monkey as well from the jungle bird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is Bagheera a jaguar? I think it's a panther, I think. Yeah, I always get them confused because you can get black jaguars, can't you? So yeah. I get confused. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean. It's a bit dangerous, isn't it? <laughs> A cocker spaniel is a little yeah. bit easier than that, isn't it? So it does make sense. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's interesting nonetheless. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll just start off with our thoughts on Disney Plus because obviously we're talking about Lady and the Tramp, which is exclusive to the Disney Plus platform. Um, so basically, I'm just going to do a quick summary of what it is, just in case you don't know. As Katie said, I mean, I think at this point, most people have either done the trial, heard of it, or have got the subscription as we have. But it is basically a subscription based on demand streaming service, which is created and owned by the Walt Disney Company. So it's basically a platform where there's pretty much everything, there's some things missing 
from Disney, but most of what you want Disney-wise is on there. So you've got like Disney Classics, you've got Disney Channel, you've also got Disney franchises, so you've got Pixar, you've got Marvel and you've got Star Wars. You've also got things like The Simpsons because they are also owned by Disney. Oh which, yeah, I always forget about them. Yeah, which is a weird one because it comes up and I'm like, oh, The Simpsons, that's not really what I would have in my mind for no. Disney Plus, but it's, it's cool. It's a new, nice addition. I quite liked the way they did the advertising mm. for that though because obviously The Simpsons was added later yeah. to Disney Plus than when it launched. And if you look at all of the um, the advertising for it, they had their like really clean like Disney Plus like banner and then they just had like, is it Bart Simpson, the, the younger kid? I think so. Yes, yes. I don't, I've never seen it really, so I don't know. But he's kind of like scribbling. Oh yeah, that's Bart. And the symptoms, like next to like Marvel, Star Wars and stuff. Like I really thought that was really clever. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really clever, like cleverly marketed. And also the Simpsons was actually a bit of a spoiler, but it was um, the short before Onward in the cinemas as well. There was a Simpsons short and that was around... What's that? Yeah, because that was just after Disney Plus had been launched. <gasps> So it was quite a good, or just before. So clever. It was quite a good intro to getting The Simpsons into the Disney universe. So Wow. Yeah, so that was cool. But as we were saying, it's kind of like an unexpected thing to see on Disney+, Plus, but yeah. a cool addition because it's all there. Like, all of the episodes are there. Um, and another thing... I don't think I'll ever watch it, Rosie, though. I'm sorry. Well, I might. If, you know, if I scrape the barrel, which, to be fair, <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to happen on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I finally watched everything. <laughs> I think because we weren't allowed to watch it as kids growing up. We weren't allowed to watch it. Um, I don't know why. I think because it's rude, isn't it? It is, yeah. It is, yeah, a little bit. So, and my mum doesn't like rude things. So it was one of those things that we just never, ever watched. And it's a bit like why I don't drink tea. <laughs> it's just not routine. <laughs> I've never drank tea in our house. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's like you could, but why would you want to when there's other options, I guess? No, so now I'm like, uh, Simpsons. <laughs> That's how I feel about tea. But another... <laughs> I can't, can't relate, sorry. <laughs> but another addition, which I love, and I keep saying I need to watch something from it, is the National Geographic stuff. Yeah. There's a whole section devoted to National Geographic, and, like, it's just really cool because it's all about the planet, all about animals. Mm-hmm. Like, there's even, like, a Leonardo DiCaprio documentary on there. What? Which sounds great. <laughs> he just his voice in general I to know. be fair I've seen parts of the elephants one that they released with yes. Meghan Markle as the voiceover because yeah. my dad was watching it I don't know why but I, <laughs> I put my dad loves like nature and geography programs so I kind of showed him Disney Plus in general and said look like you can use it for this hmm. and I was it Easter was it maybe it was Easter I came downstairs and he had elephants on and I was like <laughs> <laughs> okay um, and he was funny. getting very attached to the the matriarch elephant so i mean i would recommend elephants there you go mm. it was and megan markle has an amazing narration voice i want her to like talk me to sleep honestly yeah it was I, good i think that will be what leonardo's is like i can't remember exactly Ooh. what his is called i think it's about like something i think it's like the floods something the floods sounds and, like leo doesn't it <laughs> yeah it does it sounds dramatic which yeah again, leo is um but yeah i just think it's great because there's so much on disney plus and i do think a lot of people don't realize just how much there actually is to watch like it's not just disney classics and i think some kind of like people that are disney fans but they're not like fanatics kind of just assume that it's like the classics and maybe a bit of pixar and, yeah that's like, so not true. even marvel and star wars so yeah there is definitely something on there for everyone um, obviously, we got it, I think it was March the 24th we got it, so the US got it back in November. It's quite sad 
that we both know the exact date it came out in. <laughs> we were counting down. <laughs> well, countdowns were there. And, you know, it was the day after lockdown. So it was very, it was very welcome. Very welcome. Memorable. I'm going to remember that for years, the day Disney Plus came out in the UK. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It was, um, <laughs> it was needed. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, I mean, there's just so much on there. So we thought it'd be a good idea to discuss how we've found yes. it. We've now had it for quite a few months and we've watched quite a lot of stuff on there. Um, so yeah, I mean, like Katie, what do you think, like as a user mm-hmm. and as a subscriber, because obviously you're doing the payment. Yeah. I don't know if you do the monthly one or the year. But that's quite interesting because we have different subscriptions as well. So that's a really good point to start on. So I yeah. was like tempted to do the year because I was like, I doubt I'm ever not going to not use it. But I had Disney mm-hmm. Life before this, right? Yes. Which I I loved, don't get me wrong, I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. It was very outdated in terms of A, its interface. So if anyone that doesn't know, Disney Life is basically in a, like a, basically Disney Plus. It was only available in the UK, but you could only access it like via a laptop or mm-hmm. via your phone. You couldn't stream it to your TV without a HDMI cable. Um, so and things like you know Moana only came out on it like last year, <laughs> <laughs> um, and or like something like that. So it was really behind. So I didn't pay for the year because I was like, if it's the same as that, I don't necessarily want to commit. Like I'm not sure. Also, it was a big payment at once. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of just finances in general, I thought I prefer to have like a small amount yeah. each month. That's just me personally. I think if I, when I renew, I'll probably just pay the year because yeah. I'm never giving this up. Um, <laughs> ever. Um, so I think that's like quite interesting the way that I came out of it because I had the free trial and just kind of like automatically went into that. Because I don't think you got the free trial with the year, did you? No, did I you? mean, I just literally went all in because um, I knew, yeah. I just knew like, I just trusted Disney. Yeah. And I think I love rewatching things anyway. So even if there wasn't the whole new content, yeah. which is one of the things I do love about it, I'm so easy with just rewatching films. I knew I'd be content with what's on yeah. there anyway. So Yeah, that's so true. And I think as well, because they'd announced a lot of like new content based on Star Wars and Marvel. Yes. Which at the time like I wasn't particularly like engaged with. True. I was like, is it actually going to be worth it for me? Is it going to have the stuff on That's it that I true. want? Like, I knew there was stuff they were releasing, which I would have liked, but I think it, I was also sceptical because it was such a big launch. And I was like, the last thing I want to do is pay for a year and it doesn't work for two yeah, months. Yeah, that's um, true. So I had faith in them, but I was also like, do I have £60 worth of faith <laughs> in you straight away? <laughs> Potentially yeah. not. Um, so, and I, I'm someone who quite likes the ease of being able to mm. cancel within a month. I like that option. So I got it day one. I was so excited. Like I was literally counting down the hours. Um, Cause I think, did I do the, did I do the pre-order? I can't remember. And I told all my <laughs> colleagues in work, I was like, do you know what's happening tomorrow? And they were like, oh, wow. Um, and actually, it's funny how you say about like people who aren't necessarily into it. Like I told them to go and get the Disney plus like um, yeah. trial. I was like, because it exists. I was like, so even if you're not a massive Disney fan, just go and have a look because I promise there's things on there. And my our events manager um, was like, so what's on there? And I was like, this is my chance. <laughs> this is my time to pitch it. So I was like, Star Wars, like Marvel, National Geographic, like list it all. And he was like, oh, I'll give it a look. And I was like, he has converted him. Um, and for anyone that like would know him, he's like, He's quite, I mean, he looks like he's quite into like rock mm. and roll music or something. We always joke about how different our, our, our um, like interests are. Because like, I've got like a um, Alice in Wonderland door knocker pencil holder on my desk at work. And I think when he came in, he like asked what film it was from. And I was like, <laughs> unacceptable. <laughs> like it's iconic. <laughs> so if I could get him to do a free trial, then clearly Disney should, Disney that's, that's should it. hire me. Like there's so much on there. <laughs> well, yeah. Like I think 
yeah i think people do judge things with disney quite a lot yeah, as they well, really do they, they think it's very childish yeah. i mean that's a whole debate in itself we'll have an episode dedicated oh we should we should but but i think it just proves like there is just so much on there yeah. for everyone and so there's so much old content so we found this out yes. because me rosie and our other friend danielle do weekly quizzes that are normally disney focused um, and our friend danielle did one on disney channel movies Rosie and I were shook about the scale of Disney Channel movies, and they're all on. There's only two that weren't. Went. There's only two. Yeah. From like nineteen most of them were or something. On yeah. That wasn't on this. Just on Disney Plus. So I remember the very first day I got it. I'm not even gonna lie. I woke up before work, and I just kind of sat and stared at my television. Like I just scrolled through because I just I loaded it on my Xbox as the app, and I just looked at it. <laughs> such a shadow i just looked at it and like scrolled through the channel it's just so overwhelming like so much disney all in <sighs> one place like i know there was disney life but i'm sorry it wasn't the it's same. just nothing like it like no. it's, there's no comparison the user this... journey for this is incredible and it's so yes. easy to use whereas disney life wasn't like it crashed quite a lot like i mean yes. it was it was great to have it like the us didn't have it so it was great that we had it but it crashed a lot it um like I say, the content was really slow to upload. Exactly. Um, it it it, just, it was clunky. I think was the word that I was used to describe yeah. it. Like it hadn't been finished yet, um, which yeah. clearly it hadn't because they were prepping. Because they were waiting Plus. for this, yeah. And um, because Rosie and I have kind of both read Bob Iger's book and like his autobiography about Disney and like his life there, and they talk about they planned Disney Plus for quite a, quite a while. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if Disney Life was like a beta test for it. It was kind of like a backseat, like because yeah, they yeah. were focusing on the bigger thing in the yeah. future. So. Um, I came home that day, I kind of sat and just scrolled through them all and I looked, it was so exciting to think I can watch any of these movies at any point. Yeah. Any movie that I feel like I want to watch, I don't need the DVD, I don't need to wait for it, like I can watch it now. And things like Marvel and, because Marvel and Star Wars weren't on Disney Life. So to mm-hmm. have suddenly that whole plethora of films was insane. So I, the yeah. first thing I actually watched, ironically, I waited all day in work, I was so excited for Lady and the Tramp, the live. I That was obviously, because that, previewed on disney plus that day yeah it, it launched and that was exclusive i was so excited this was the first thing i actually watched on disney plus um and i think it's i appear to think it was the perfect thing to watch first because it was like something brand new something old kind of like joined together it's exclusive yeah. though as well so i yeah i definitely i love it's it really i recommend nice. it to anybody the price is insane like i think i pay 5.99 a month yeah um, I, pay, I only i paid 4.99 a month for disney life so the fact that i pay an extra pound for so much more <laughs> for stuff, all of that yeah yes please <laughs> um and i think it only works out at like some i think is it like 20 between 10 and 20 pounds more doing it monthly than yearly I yeah think. i think uh, like because that. they had their initial offer as well yeah. so i think it's slightly different yeah. um but for me the price is perfect i mean it's less than the price of one dvd well this um, is what i was gonna say yeah because DVDs are like ten pounds, like yeah, especially Disney ones. Yeah. And I, however, I still collect Disney DVDs. Same. <laughs> I still collect them because I like the idea of kind of having them there if I ever need them. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you know, for example, I don't know, internet crashes or the app goes down or Disney goes bust, can you imagine? Um, I would at least I'd then have, I'd have those Disney DVDs. I don't collect this item. Yeah. Um, and because I like the ones that are in the, the sleeves. As yeah, well, like they're that. really nice. Yeah. Yeah. But. I haven't played a Disney DVD in a very long time because I've not got Disney Plus. So um, I would, I definitely recommend it. I think for 
like I would give it honestly like a 10 out of 10 I'm not mm-hmm. even joking people who complain about it and if you one of these people I'm sorry but people who complain about it I think are people that go on wanting something specific yeah isn't there yeah which I don't know how you can because basically everything is on it there's so much yeah and people who haven't done their research mm-hmm. so like when, when people kicked off about Frozen 2 not being on it when it started they were really clear about the fact that Frozen 2 would not be on it till July we actually got it early we got it early anyway yeah we did yeah um, and people were kicking off and I was like well if you researched it they were quite mm-hmm. specific that it wouldn't be on people kicked off about the Mandalorian only being one episode a week I was like but they yeah. they said it'd be episodic so if you haven't done your research well yeah you kind of can't complain and it's the only place you can access these things anyway mm-hmm. so it does frustrate me when people complain about it because the amount of content on there for the price even if you wanted to pay for one month and watch the entirety of the Mandalorian now that would be cheaper than going and buying a box set. Yeah. Well, it's incredible value yeah. for money that this is what I was going to say. I just think like there's such a huge selection. Like, like I said earlier, I barely scraped the barrel. Like I barely scraped yeah, the surface of what there is on there, especially with all the new content. Like I've kind of held back on watching like the Imagineering story yet. and all of those things. I'm, I'm saving them. I don't know what for, but I'm saving them. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm also scared that I'll cry if I watch them because they're going to be filled with the Disney parks. Well, and I, right now, I think I'm yeah. a bit emotionally unstable when it comes to the parks. I'm Same. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I completely agree. So I think that's probably why they've been pushed to the backseat until I'm... We should definitely watch them together and then do a podcast on them. We yeah, that's that. a good idea. And that can be our excuse to watch yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And we'll feel a bot more, like, less sad, hopefully. Or we'll just yeah. cry together. We'll see. <laughs> But like, yes. yeah, like I've even been rewatching older stuff, like just because yeah. it's there. Like, like you That's say, it's so, so accessible. Like stuff that I I love, but That's I don't so always true. watch because I, I don't have the DVD like around. It's just there, just one click away. So um, if you fancy it, like so it was a few weeks ago. Like I like Peter Pan. Mm. I'm not particularly like you know my, one of my favorite films, but I was reading the Twisted Tale book. Don't get me started on that. I will <laughs> put that. That was on my Instagram story a few weeks ago. That's another story. But I was reading the book and. um it got me kind of like into the characters again. So I thought I quite like to watch Peter Pan. I just went and watched it like literally like an hour and a bit. Um, that normally I would never get the chance to do because I have to go and find the DVD or find it online or pay for it. And it's a faff. Yeah. Normally it's like a, Oh, takes too long. But it was so easy. And cause it's on my TV as well. Like, that was a problem with Disney life is that I had to plug my HDMI cable in, move it to the TV. Yeah. It all it's down, like a, and it was tiny on the screen. It's a whole ordeal. Whereas this, it's just one click and make it full screen, turn the volume up, get your snacks. So, as a year subscriber then, Rosie, is it worth it for the year? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I I mean, I would pay more than what I'm paying for the year. I honestly would. Me too, actually. To Obviously, like, I don't want to spend more money I than I have to. to. No, like, <laughs> don't, don't take my money too, too much, Disney. Like, I pay you a lot. <laughs> don't put the price up. That is not what we're yeah, asking. <laughs> but I just think you can't complain at that price. You really can't. It's cheaper than Netflix. No. Um, yeah. So it's a win for me, complete win. And I'd recommend it to anyone, like... And I think, especially the free trial, why would you not? Why would you not do that just to check it out? So, well, yeah, even just for the exclusive content, like, yeah, every week, exactly. And I think I've had barely any issues with it as well. Like, I had like a couple of times where I had to like restart it because something crashed. Yeah, I was like, come on, like, it's technology, it's gonna happen, isn't it? And I think Norm, like I had it with my, I went to my nan's house at the weekend and watched Utropolis for the first time with her. I have seen it many times, <laughs> but it was her first time. Um, and to be fair, like her internet is always a bit problematic anyway. Mm. And her TV is like slightly smaller and quite older. Mm-hmm. Um, so it did crash in the middle, but I think that was more her TV and the internet. I've never had a problem with the actual like the actual app. It's yeah. always been great for me, whatever I've used it. It's always been really fast. It's always, and then if it does buffer, it kind of resolves itself really quickly and i think because it attaches itself to internet it's normally an internet yeah problem more likely yeah 
yeah which is so yeah i agree no, no problems from me so yeah well it's a glowing review from us really isn't it and we're gonna get yeah. to our recommendations like later in the episode yeah. um because obviously we want to go in and talk about lady and the tramp now we've kind of bigged it up I'm a so bit <laughs> please stand clear of the doors por favor manténganse alejado de las puertas <laughs> so yeah we might as well move on but before that i'll move on to our second fun fact of the episode so for disney it was important that as many of the dogs as possible used in the film the lady and the tramp were from shelters but it was imperative that dogs cast as tramp were rescue dogs i think that's really really nice um and so both monty the primary tramp and billy idol his backup were found through (laughs) rescue agencies i think that's just so nice because it's it shows like i don't know the whole message of the film like they actually believe in their messages as well like they believe that all dogs like deserve a chance and it's just a nice thing to promote and it's also not something they're promoting like they're not saying like oh we've made these like characters rescue dogs like we yeah it wasn't public knowledge no. was it? it wasn't like part of the, the the review like the the advertising for it i only found this out i found out with like articles i think about yeah. the premiere or something like that um and you're right i think it it adds to the film and they rehome them afterwards as well so they yeah so they cute. got them from the shelters for the film and then kind of rehomed them after the film as well so it wasn't like they were kind of used and thrown back yeah um, so i agree i love that yeah, and I think it just, like, again, makes me love Disney even more because, you know, it's just, like, something else that they stand for that's really nice. So, mm. so yeah, that's, like, a nice way to introduce us to our segment on Lady yes. and the Tramp. So, again, like, I'm sure a lot of you probably have seen the original Lady and the Tramp, um, but there may be some of you that haven't, or you might like a reminder anyway. So I'm just going to briefly summarise what the plot is. So, basically, it follows a pampered cocker spaniel called Lady. She lives a very refined lifestyle because she's got two upper-middle-class owners, Jim Deere and Darling, very posh names, might I say as well. <laughs> um, and basically her comfortable life just slips away because they, they have a baby and she's no longer their priority in life. She's no longer the centre of attention. And due to multiple tense circumstances, she finds herself cast out on the streets where she meets Tramp. Although, as we'll discuss, he's not necessarily named that in this film. It's got many names. Um, mm. but yeah, so she befriends Tramp um, and he kind of acts as like a protector with her as well and shows her like the ways of the, the streets and things. Um, and a romance blossoms between the two of them. But through a few dramatic circumstances, this is threatened. So, yeah, it's quite, it's quite a dramatic film when you think about it. I was about to say... when you're watching it you get so absorbed but when you think about it the fact that it's dogs yeah exactly (laughs) in that situation you think wow that's that is just a lot going on like there's a lot to take in like i mean yeah because i mean i've seen this film lots of times but as i was like kind of getting like a plot summary together that kind of covers the whole thing i was like actually there's a lot going on here and there's a lot i mean these dogs would be traumatized I mean, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's quite a dramatic film. Um, but also, another thing to add as well, it's actually the 75th anniversary of the original Lady and the Tramp this month, a few days ago, I believe. So how fitting that we're doing this episode. I mean... We totally did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was released in August 1955. Um, so, wow. yeah, it's been 75 years since the original came out. So... I mean, that's aged well, that film, to be fair. It has. I think I was actually going to say as well that it's probably one of my favourite Disney classics for the, the time period yeah. it's in. It just, 
It's it one feels... that I never really like. I'm drawn to watch, but yeah. if someone was like, "Let's watch Lady in the Tramp," I'd be like, "Oh my god, yes!" Yeah, um, because it's just it ranks up there a bit yeah. more for me than some of the other the older ones, especially in terms of animation and things as well. Yeah, like, I think the animation seems to be a lot. It seems to uphold itself a lot better than some of the older definitely. ones. Um, and I also love. I mean, cheeky shout out very briefly to Lady in the Tramp Two: Scamp's Adventure. Oh yeah, that's a classic. What that... a film! It's That's great. all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, go go and watch that. If you haven't watched it on Disney Plus, um, also we should definitely do like a sequel yeah, thing where we discuss definitely, sequels at some definitely. point because we are sequel fans. Sorry, uh, if you yeah, not, but we and are. also probably should say we're not sponsored by Disney Plus. By the way, <laughs> we're just promoting it off our own accord. <laughs> oh, the Disney Plus, if yeah. you're listening, we will be open to deals. More than happy <laughs> to oblige. Um, <laughs> But yes, so we thought we'd start by kind of discussing our thoughts on the, the live action version of this mm-hmm. film and also compare it to the original film because there are a lot of changes to the original yeah. and there's a lot of additions as well. Some of them, as we'll probably discuss, are welcome. Some of them were maybe a bit like, oh, should have stuck to the original mm. on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Casey, what are your like overall thoughts, I guess, on the live action? So I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be really bold. Okay. I'm proudly exclaim that I prefer this live action to the 1955 animation, right? I prefer Ooh, yeah. this one. No, um, okay. I, am, I mean, to be fair, you'll find out that I am an advocate for the live actions. I love them. Um, mm-hmm. And this one, for me, I just felt like nothing can ever beat like, the nostalgia of like turning on like the original one. Like That's a lovely nostalgia. Turn that on, that original yeah. 1955 one, and kind of be back in your childhood watching those cartoon dogs. Nothing can ever kind of beat mm-hmm. that element of it. However, I felt like this film tugged on your heartstrings so much more. And I feel like if anyone saw like the live action 101 Dalmatians, and they did 102 Dalmatians or something like that, I feel like this achieved what that one attempted to. <laughs> and mm-hmm. what I mean by that is that like, Dogs. The thing with dog films is they're cute, right? <laughs> That's yeah. the thing that draws people in. The adverts and the posters. People are like, oh my god, the dog's adorable. Yeah. So I feel like that element of something being cute within like 101 Dalmatians is kind of a bit overwhelming because there's hundreds of them. So it's like, oh okay, there's dogs. <laughs> Whereas I feel like in this yeah. one, because the the dogs were like really rounded characters, like I just. I just loved them so much more. Like, I've never wanted a dog, right, really, in life. And I've been like, mm-hmm. I mean, I like dogs. Never saw myself with one. After this film, I wanted a dog. And I think that was wow. the difference, is that it It wasn't just about the story. Like, the characters, the dogs felt more like characters than some human characters, which, you know, I'll talk about later when we talk about characters, but I felt like they were a lot more relatable yeah. than some of the human characters I've seen in things like rom-coms. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. I completely agree, so yeah. that's what, you know, I really enjoyed the element of it, that they managed to really pull on the human element of the dogs, if that makes sense to people. Um, so, yeah, I feel like you can see the dogs as, like, part of your family in a way that I never really could with the animated one. Probably that's to do with the fact that they are real dogs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I could imagine Lady in my house. I could imagine, like, you know... Um, and Tramp. Tramp really reminds me, like, and looks a lot like my Nan's dog, who used to be our dog. Um, so... I imagine that people around the globe will have had the same response as I did, like, oh, that looks like my dog. Yeah, they can relate. Which you don't necessarily get in animation because it's mm. a lot more basic. And it, so I think I, I loved that part of it. And I felt like it gave it an edge over the animation in the original because it's real. And you as we as humans seem to just love being like, oh my God, dogs. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when they're yeah. real, it just seemed to make a lot more sense. Um, so 
in terms of the differences between them, obviously the new film is like a lot longer than the animation. It's like an extra 45 minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. Longer, which what I loved about this was that it actually gave us time to for Trump and Lady to absolutely fall in love. <laughs> so yes. as we noticed again, if you listen to episode two, when we talk about Snow White, <laughs> One of the because lots of the older classics were quite were either shorter or you know the plot was more focused on the animation etc. The actual yeah. characters got lost a bit. So mm-hmm. Lady the Tramp had like a meatball and then were together, right? <laughs> Forever, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Whereas I feel like in this one, like if you've seen it, you'll see like they go on so many more adventures that they talk a lot more, and it feels like a lot more of like a connection rather than just here's the male and the female. Lead. Yeah, just to be set up, um, just to fall in love. That's why you're here. It's like a yeah. mechanism rather than like a natural yeah. thing. And I mean the the cinematography. I'm gonna nerd out a little bit. Oh my god, like. The the scenes they had, like the scene on the riverboat that kind of echoes the Princess and the Frog. Oh, I know. I know. One of my favourite scenes, and I think that's what I loved about it, is you saw just so much of their area and you saw it, it sounds really stupid, but you saw it from like a dog's point of view. <laughs> no, but that's um, what you want though. Like Yeah. So I think like when you look at the cinematics, I think right from the beginning as well, you know, like when they kind of come in from like the, the drawing of the of the um oh, yes. scenery. And yeah. as I mean like the, the drawing becomes real life. I, I mean incredible. hats off to Disney animators because I don't know how, <laughs> how it's so seamless. Um I mean it was just beautiful and I think you get taken straight into their home as well, like with the shots and stuff like that. Um, and I don't know if people notice I'm a bit of a cinematographer now when it comes to these things. I love the nods to the original film. So like when you go onto the staircase, the original animation had like a stained glass window in Lady's house. The mm. new one had that as well. And they kind of like zoom over that and kind of like give that a moment. Um, and I, I remembered that window from, I think it was the second one, actually. I think it was the second one mm. I remember that window from. So to see that in the first one, you get like that nice link of nostalgia. Same about like the other live actions where they kind of make links to the old ones. Yeah. Like Celine Dion singing a song in the credits of the Beauty and the Beast one like those links I think make it extra special for people who've seen the originals um, yeah which which I loved um and if you have seen the pound scene so this again is a bit nerdy the camera is always at like ladies level so you literally feel like you are there with the dogs rather than watching yeah. down on the dogs which I think is really clever um so yeah I mean there's other th- the things that I wasn't necessarily a fan of in the edits we'll talk about later because it's the music and stuff that I was a bit mm. like We'll talk about that later when we talk about music in particular, but I, I just felt like the use of real dogs and the, the extra length just gave it more heart. It's like a summer yeah. for me. Um, and it's one I would, you know, as, as, as we said, normally I wouldn't kind of turn the animation one on unless there was like a reason to or like unless someone else suggested it. Because I feel like this one, I would actively go and watch it and I'd recommend it to people. Yeah. I definitely I think is the difference. Definitely would do the same as well. Yeah. So yes, that's my my overall my overall like summary. I mean, I think lots of the changes. I really enjoyed the fact that Lady was kind of. I just I just I enjoyed Lady a lot more. Mm-hmm. I think she was less pretty. I know that's really silly because she's still she's still like it's like a posh lady in it. Yeah. But like she was less pretty in terms of like. She still felt like a dog, which sounds <laughs> yeah. really silly, but she still had like dog-like tendencies, um, and she was a lot more likeable in the beginning as well than yeah. I think the original lady was, because she is a lot more like hooty-tooty in the original. She's a bit more um, stuck up, isn't she, in the original? I think I, there's less sympathy yeah. for her, I think, in the original for me. Like, in this one, I actually felt sympathetic to her, because yeah. she's very naive, which is always a bit of a flaw, 
um but i think she does actually like address that she understands what position she's in when she finally like when she meets tramp and he's like this is my life and she's like oh i didn't realize people live like this and she doesn't get all like kind of stuck up about it she's like oh wow like she kind of takes a new perspective and i think that's why i appreciate her more in this one because in the original i don't think she does it quite as much so and that's again now you've, you've said that you made me think i think that's a really important message for today with things like privilege yes and i think what an important message to kind of send out that a it's okay to recognize like that sometimes you're more fortunate than others yeah. and b it's okay to change your mind on something exactly because like, lady definitely changes her mind on this film yeah in a lot of things on her opinion of being a street dog on trump as a person yeah um so if you're translating that into normal culture like everyday culture about changing your opinions on the people that you meet or the people that you prejudge changing your opinions on the way people live their lives and assuming that it's for a certain reason yeah. and you actually know so i think it has again like most disney films do it has a really strong undercurrent of mature themes yeah well, exactly um, which i hadn't thought about till you brought up so <laughs> well you know <laughs> pella wasn't for you there but like i think the other thing as well sometimes with live action films i feel like they're just there to kind of do the same story again and it's just kind of there so they've got like a live action version of it don't get me started on the line well thing. yes so i just that's what we're talking about let's be <laughs> yeah. honest yeah i mean it is it is really but like <laughs> I just think this one, like you were saying with the length, I just love that it was so much longer. Like it felt so like more relaxed to watch in terms of like, we actually got to see their time together. Like you said, they got to It was an adventure, wasn't it? It was an adventure. They got to form a proper bond together. And like you say, the riverboat scene is phenomenal. It's actually unreal. Like I love it. And like you say, with the panning, I'm not as technical as you, but like when (laughs) when you get like the close-ups of them and you're at their level, it is like you're like a dog there with them. Like, you know and in, in the surrounding areas and that scene is one of the most special scenes in like a live action film for me that and which i will talk about more later when they're on top of that hill oh my god the hill with the view at night time of all the lights because it's meant to be set in new orleans it wasn't filmed in new, new orleans yeah but it's meant to be set there isn't it yeah but it's meant to be set there hence the riverboat and why it's like princess and the frog but like that scene when they're at the top of the hill with all the lights of the whole city it's just breathtaking. I think I cried. I think I, I think yeah, I, I did think as I well. Did. <laughs> like, it's so overwhelming. Like I just thought it was so beautiful. I think I did because that's when Trump tells his story yes, as well, isn't it? It is. Oh. So we get more backstory from Trump at that point. I definitely cried. I uh, yeah. I I think I. You know what? I think I cried about three or four times during this film. And a little weep because a little weep. It, this is the other thing. Clearly, they've played their cards right in terms of being realistic and like yeah. relatable with like the themes in the story and i know they're dogs but that's a great thing that's relatable if they're dogs like and humans can relate that is great because it shows that they are yeah. like connecting with like real life issues and real life themes and i just yeah. think like when you see scenes that are so like breathtaking and spectacular with animals in, i just think disney have like they've done something amazing there because so. let's not forget, Rosie loves a good animal in Disney film. So, oh uh, well, yes, as you'll know if you listen to the last episode, I do <laughs> love animals. I'm not like a huge dog fan. Like I like them. I'm more of a cat person. But oh, I no. mean, this film, you know, it could convert anyone. Like I, I honestly, like you know how Darling gets Lady for for Christmas. Like I mean. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do, say no do, to a dog. Do I need to send your boyfriend hints that you, uh, you need? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'd be like, so Rosie wants a big box with a dog in it. <laughs> yeah. Somehow I don't see that happening because he's a no, massive cat either. fan. That, <laughs> aside from that, you know, that's not the only reason. 
that's the only problem so yeah yeah I think I think we've probably got similar thoughts on it then as well yeah. in terms of like what we appreciated in it and I think like you say it feels deeper it feels like there's more connection mm-hmm. and that you can enjoy the characters in the story more because it's deeper but I will say that my my, my friends Amy who's like um she actually has a Disney account um it's Amy at Dis- um, Amy at Disney I met her on my Disney program when I was in Florida and we chatted about this and she said that she didn't like it because she found the dogs really creepy. Oh, interesting. <laughs> she found the fact that the dogs talking was mm. really creepy mm-hmm. and I was like, fair. I was like, that's something that like, if you, if you feel that, you're not going to get over it. Like, you can't that's... unsee it once you've seen it. No. You can't unsee it. So I, so I still, I mean, I watched it back and I, I still don't see it, thankfully. No. Um, but I think that is something that's kind of worth considering is that the, the although it's real dogs it's a combination of real dogs and computer animation yes. so if that kind of thing freaks you out a little bit then it probably it might not be your favorite you might not enjoy as much mm. as we have yeah um because i think cause we have we both have really wide imaginations i think yeah so we tend to i sort of pass that really easily i think but for some people that will, will probably set you off a little bit it's something to think about as definitely well. the other side of the argument <laughs> but as uh, i don't want to dig in too much to the lion king because i did enjoy it but i do think it's more like enjoyable to see the dogs speaking and it seems more natural somehow the lions were weird yeah it, it just didn't fit <laughs> the vibe wasn't quite there for me do you know what we'll do another lion king one because I, I feel like we need to do one again i enjoyed the film would i ever watch it again probably not i um, and i think you're right i think that the speaking of mm-hmm. it like the lions speaking the lion facial expressions weren't there as much <laughs> yeah <as the> dog. <laughs> <laughs> expressions were so i feel like you know they progressed in definitely. this one they definitely progressed definitely. and i think i'd go as far to say this is probably like my second favorite live action that disney have done because Ooh. aladdin's my favorite um there we go. so but lady in the trial i mean this is great i don't know you know i haven't i haven't thought about that question i'll get back to you in the next live action okay. about, my, <laughs> about my favorites because i don't know i haven't thought that question to be fair, i feel like yet. i made a decision on the spot but i think oh, it's hit well. me as we've talked about it how much I love this film. Yeah. So please yeah. stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Well, that brings us to the end of our second segment, which as we all know means that we have another Disney fun fact. So number three today is that I love this one. I think this is amazing. Brace yourselves. So <laughs> there wasn't a hillside available in Savannah where they could shoot the classic nighttime scene for the film, the one that Rosie just mentioned. So they built a hill behind their sound stage. Is that not the most Disney thing you've ever yeah, heard? Yeah, it definitely is. It's so like, just so like magical, like the extra steps they've taken to get that magical scene in place. Yeah. I mean... And it was worth it. Like if you haven't oh, seen the film, so worth it. keep an eye out for this scene. Like you'll know what we mean. There's a yeah. scene where Lady and the Tramp are like on this hill overlooking the entire city of a night time. And it's just... <sighs> like I wish I was a dog. Like that was when I was watching it. I wished I was a dog. So yeah. yeah. Um so moving then into segment three, we're gonna look specifically at two different types of elements within the film. So the first one is the characters and the second one is the music because we feel like they're two factors that have a real impact on whether you like the film or not. Um so we're going to discuss in terms of characters, Lady and Tramp. We know there's loads more, and as Lily haven't even mentioned the fact that, like, this, what's the Scotty dog called? Remind me of uh, Jock, but Jacqueline. So it's still Jock, but it's yeah. a female dog. This so time. In, the, in this film, like, Jock is actually a girl, um, which I actually quite enjoyed. I wasn't I sure about too. it at first, but it was so funny. It like, was. It's a very different role than in the original film, whereas, like, Jock is more, like, you know, 
there to be in on the action it's it's funny so i mean not for everyone i don't think it was a necessary change no i don't necessarily think it adds anything i just think it's like it's pleasant it's it has comedic funny. value i think yeah. yeah yeah that's true actually i guess it kind of adds in more there's not a lot of comedy in the first one mm-hmm. it's more so serious more comedy so there are loads of characters we could talk about because it, there's so many um but the ones we're going to focus on obviously are lady and trump because mm-hmm. they are the ones i think that get the most change from the first film um because everybody else just still seems to be a um a supporting character yeah so lady and trump right rosie hit me opinions okay. of lady opinions of trump um okay so i probably start off by saying um that trump is my favorite of the two which i might mm-hmm. might be a bit controversial i don't know um but i'll talk about lady first <laughs> um <laughs> so what i like about lady in this one is that she seems to be a bit more independent and yeah. she seems to have a bit more of a brain i don't know it sounds a bit harsh <laughs> no i know what you mean <laughs> but she has awareness maybe it's awareness like more awareness more empathy i guess she can relate yeah, to other people true. more um and i think i just love that she can like fend for herself so we know yeah. the scene where she's got the muzzle on she's just escaped the pet shop oh. Um, absolutely terrifying scene in both films by the way so scary and she just stumbles across some other dogs like den um and he's obviously got his sausages waiting there for him he wants these sausages and there she is like dashing in and he's angry he's really angry and he starts threatening her and she's kind of she is quite scared at the time and then obviously tramp does come along and kind of helps her out with like the whole backstory of like oh yeah she's got rabies have you not seen but she what i love is that she has the awareness to follow along with that whole yeah. oh I've got rabies oh okay and she acts on it and I think it just shows like she's just a bit more like confident and independent than the other other lady because That's really true actually she's got a lot more umph as well I she feel has. like although she's although she's quite naive in certain areas yeah. she's she's got a, a bit more like natural street smart yeah yeah before meeting Trump as well yeah I think she's got motivation as well like her motivation is obviously to get home yeah. to yeah. her family and that even although she has it in the first one in this one it actually makes her more determined to do things rather than yeah. just to wallow and miss home and I think she just seems a bit less timid and scared yeah. actually by the whole prospect of being out on the streets in this one. Like you say, I do think she's quite prissy in the original where she's like, oh no, like I can't possibly be out on the streets. Like I'm, I'm from this really nice family, really nice house. Like this isn't for me. Like, yeah. whereas in this one, she kind of just takes, like takes not on the chin, it is. <laughs> Yeah. And she just gets on with it. Like obviously at first she's not convinced by Tramp and she's not like comfortable with being around the streets and things. I mean, he is a bit dodgy at the beginning. He is you a trust bit. him straight he away? Is. I wouldn't. No. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he does kind of just go over to the next door garden and, and pretend to be her friend as well. Yeah. So to be trusty, bit dodgy, but I think it's Stranger just nice. Danger. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just nice because she just seems a bit more like accepting of what's happening and that she'll just yeah. get on with it. She hasn't got that kind of like giving up attitude about her. Like she will that's just so true. she'll get to where she needs to be. Um so yeah, I think that's like one of the main things I like about her. And I think it's quite empowering as well compared to the original. Um because I know it's set in the same time period, but I think it reflects the changes in our time for for female characters i know we're talking about a dog here i'm fully aware it's a dog but like i just think she just seems a bit more like aware of what's going on in the world and she does stand up for herself a bit more and i think like even if trump hadn't have come along i'd like to think she probably would have pulled something herself anyway i agree 
because <laughs> we've seen her in a garden with her friends, Trusty and Jock, and we know that she's quite sassy. Yeah, that's as true. Well. That's really so, true. I yeah. think that's what makes her so much better in this film. Is I think again, it's that development of character, more like more elements, and again, it comes back to that idea, unfortunately, of that female presentation in films and the idea mm-hmm. that you know, 1955, we're still talking like you know. We're not exactly talking modern feminist era, are we? No. So I no. think it's that idea that you know, and she develops, she develops in that film, but she does start out as very prim and proper. I must this, I must do that, etc. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, that's what I mean about her still being like a dog. Like she yeah. still wants to like run around, and she still like she'll still like growl at people and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, and like when the the the, the nan or the aunt, so the aunt comes to stay, and she's like growling at her and stuff like that. Like I think she she has more of those like gusto tendencies um yeah that just make her a lot more like like likable from the start um, and it, it comes back to that idea that i think disney really cracked in brave when your family is your motivation like they'll do anything and that yeah. idea of, like that instead of it making her weak and sad it makes her strong and empowered yeah and determined end. yeah yeah i completely agree with that so i think in terms of like character development from the original she they've done wonders with her yeah um and obviously, like, as well, I think she's a beautiful dog as well. Oh, my God. I want one. <laughs> stunning. Like, absolutely stunning. Um, so, yeah, I honestly think they've improved her, like, tenfold in this film. Mm-hmm. And she's just likeable. Like, I think the other thing is, I don't know if she was quite as likeable in the classic. Like, I think there were times where you just think, oh, come on, get over it. Like You were just, just a bit more indifferent it. to her, weren't you? Like, it yeah. wasn't like you didn't like her, but it was unlike, you know, Lady's great. But I feel like this one, you, you have a lot more active emotion towards her. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I think I think she's a really, really great character. And like you were saying before, you kind of I feel like I forget she's a dog because she yeah. seems more mature than like yeah. a lot of like adult characters in other films. Um, especially like romantic ones. That's and my then, thought as well. We'll get to that in a second. So so yeah, like I just yeah, I think they did really well with her. Um but then Tramp. I love Tramp in this film. Um, because I just think like they've changed his character quite a bit. I don't know if it's kind of that obvious or it's quite mm. subtle but he isn't he's not like the kind of player yeah that he's made out to be in the original like he he's like he's known to be that kind of muck that just goes around like hangs out with like <laughs> other female dogs and then just abandons them moves on to the next one like he's not like the lone wolf that he is in this film like in this film his goal is to just stay on his own and just get on with things and not kind of get too attached to anyone because as we find out with his backstory he was attached originally with the family he was with and then they just cast him out so we see in this film I like that we actually get a bit yeah. more of a backstory with him and we know we know why he is the way he is because in the original we don't really have that no. explanation to his character so much so it kind of just seems a bit like oh like you know he needs to I think that's what the live actions do really yeah. really well I think they are Backstories. really good at filling in those gaps and giving explanations and reasons for things mm-hmm. um, which I think is a problem with the Lion King actually with it as a live action is that we already knew all the motivation exactly. we knew it all yeah but there was nothing because I was waiting for something new in The Lion King, which I think is why we'd be disappointed. Whereas if you look at things like Beauty and the Beast and the whole, like, you know, mum's mum, <laughs> Belle's mum dying of, like, the plague. And then when you have, like, you know, all the villagers having forgotten things. Yeah. You're right. This, that's what they do so well, because it makes you, as an adult, re-watching them as well. Mm-hmm. 
it makes you enjoy it more because it's like things like oh that makes sense now and um, so it appeals to kids and adults by doing that I think. I think it just connects the dots that maybe you were wondering before as well like oh why yeah. is he so kind of skeptical and cynical about life like what where's that come from and then you get to see that obviously background scene of his life and you're like oh okay and I just think it makes him more relatable and you're more sympathetic to him knowing what yeah. he went through and it obviously explains why he is the way he is to lady as well when he's yeah. warning her and I like this this is a change as well in the live action that he actually breaks the news that her owners are going to have a baby because she talks oh, yeah. about it and she's like oh yeah the darling's got quite a lot bigger and she I think she jokes us about like snacks or something yeah um, but Tramp's like obviously he's aware he's like no I've seen this before like they're going to have a baby and you're going to yeah. pass out and obviously he's quite brutal about the way he says it but I like that he says it in this film in the original it's actually Jock and Trusty um, yes, that breaks yeah, the yeah, news to that. her and I think it's just a bit more meaningful coming from him, especially as like in later in the film, we find out that the exact same thing happened to him. But obviously yeah. he was actually cast out. Lady wasn't, you know, actually binned off by her owners. So <laughs> I just think like little touches like that just make it a bit more realistic and a bit more meaningful. Yeah. Um, and also the other thing I love about Trump is that he doesn't actually definitively have a name in this film. He says he goes yeah. by lots of different names. Um, and obviously like people know him as the tramp as well but he when lady asks him what his name is he just says i go by lots of different names and he doesn't have a definitive one and on his collar at the end he doesn't have a name either so oh, i like that nice he's spot. not been like branded as the tramp like he's kind of got like an open name which i quite like yeah so yeah it just makes him a bit more it gives him more potential yeah it? less of a, a bit more character but yeah so Overall, I definitely love both of the characters. Um, and I think probably for the same reasons you like them as well. Yeah, and that's true. I mean, I guess the only thing that I would probably slightly like disagree with you a little bit on is the element of the whole like player thing. Um, but I think they do it in a different way because obviously the whole song, He's a Tramp, which we'll talk about in the music. Yeah. That is where it kind of comes into it more and it makes Lady question him. But I think what's, cl what's clever about that is we don't know whether he actually is a player mm -hmm. or whether it's that classic idea of like you say him wanting to be alone is not being interested yeah, in other women yeah they leave that open to interpretation which i think is is quite nice because you can make your own decision on him um, and their relationship and i think i think by keeping that in they kind of again allude to the original but let you decide like are women just desperate for him yeah <laughs> or is he actually a player so i think again it's more levels it's rather than just to being like cut and dry like oh he like has all these women like it gives it more depth again yeah. so um and i agree with every, everything that you have said but for me the special thing is them together mm -hmm. like i don't actually think i have a favorite i think like i mean it probably is lady in itself because i have a lady plushie that i have had since oh. i was probably about like four or I five yeah and my nan actually bought it for me at the disney store in liverpool um, and i was one of those kids that was like picked something up and then would never ever ask for it so i put it back and then we left the shop and my nan had bought it for me oh, that's um, cute. and i still have is she here i think she's here um I, yeah she's there i still have it on my bed oh. my little sister stole her so if lucy if you're listening <laughs> i just i have her back um so i think she's always been quite special for me in yeah. that sense but i think like you were talking about trump i love trump's character and the, like what he his growth and his progression in the film mm -hmm. so but for me the best thing about them is them together like they when they're together that relationship that they managed to portray between two dogs i don't think i'll ever get over it like 
I just think it was so real. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I mentioned it again briefly, but I think it, the story itself is so much more emotive and believable than so many of like the cliche human romances that we've probably all seen yeah, in rom-coms. Definitely. The amount of rom-coms that we watch and we think, you have nothing in common. And yeah. like, you've gone on no journey together and yet you're suddenly married. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was just so impressed that they managed to just match them up as dogs like it sounds it was crazy, really it was impressive so though because i know what you mean like when they're talking yeah. it's nothing's forced they just genuinely like have things in common they know what to say yeah. to each other they're comfortable around each other and it's just very relatable because like i don't know like honestly i was watching it as two dogs and i'm in a relationship myself and i was honestly just like relating to these dogs like my, <laughs> my own relationship with my boyfriend i'm sure your boyfriend is going to be thrilled that you <laughs> yeah. use the track. absolute compliment there but seriously i mean whilst you're the gorgeous lady from the high up house like <laughs> oh that's funny but no i agree i yeah. think the magic of this film like I mean, the meatball scene in particular, like, you know, is beautiful. Definitely. Um, So between the meatball scene, the city views, the boat rides, they're fantastic. But what makes them even better is that, is is that, that true canine love story. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's what makes the film for me is that it's their, their love and their kind of like, their friendship really initially, their friendship and then the way that they kind of connect and the way that they make each other see the world differently. Yeah. I love when that happens yeah. in films. So one of my absolute favourite things is when characters make each other see the world in a different way. Yeah. And they both do that. Um, and so for me, that's that's my favourite part about them as characters is that they bring out the best in each other. Yeah, I completely agree. They have like a really positive impact on each other. Yeah. And they basically just change their lives for each other. Like they open new yeah. perspectives that they didn't even imagine. And yeah. it's one of those like moments where you can just tell that someone's been completely changed. Like, yeah. they just see the world differently because of this other well, person. Well, it's like when Trump disappears and, when, and then... Um, you think he's not going to come back? Mm. Is it on the the train or the oil rig or something like that? Yeah, it's something. it's in the train like station or something. Yeah, like, that's it. And then yeah. like she gets stuck on the train or the yeah. something, and then he legs it, and you think, okay, then that's fine. Yeah, just abandon her. Yeah. That's fine. I I mean, obviously it's a Disney movie, so I hoped he'd come back. But there was also a part of me full on judging him for leaving. Yeah, <laughs> and then he comes back, and you're like, do you know what, the tramp from like. 30 minutes ago wouldn't have done that exactly. so I think that's what I really love about it and the lady from like you know 30 minutes ago wouldn't have gotten into that train yeah so that's my favorite thing about it definitely um I just I just love them as a pair and yeah. I think there's so much that people can learn from them and the way they 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 have so many differences at the start but they don't matter because actually when someone needs help or when you kind of bring it down to the real you know bare bones of other oh, dogs humanity yeah we're the same and yeah. I think it teaches people that you know you shouldn't judge other people and that you can find a, an unlikely friend anywhere yeah it's really important definitely I think I completely agree with that and I think yeah. like they're complete opposites to begin with like ladies naive quite innocent yeah camp's quite cynical but lady turns him into more of a realist I think and yeah. an optimist in the end and it's just yeah, nice yeah. like you were saying to have that impact on another person or dog yeah, in this case yes so we now then in like the same segment we're going to move into the music so um I have interesting I have varied opinions on the music so I'm going to ask you what you think because music is as we okay. know from we should know if you were listening last week is my thing <laughs> other than before actually so Disney music is one of my, my big things so I'd be interested to hear what you think about the music Rosie um so I mean I love the iconic scene at Tony's yes. so the meatball scene I love the music there I think it has kind of it's very nostalgic anyway 
but I think it has like more spirit yeah. to it and a bit more depth to it. Like the whole time, film, I think, because it's real. But yeah, I think it's real people and real yeah. dogs. Um, these these people have actually gone and got these like what they think are stray dogs, mm. um, like a plate and like of food off the menu. And there's even a joke from some customers. They're like, I thought they were out of the special and they've just yeah. served the special <laughs> to Lady in the Tramp. So like, I feel like the music in that scene has improved yeah. for me. Like, I think it's made it even more special. Um, I also do really enjoy the new rendition of He's a Tramp. Uh, I, I like it. I do think it's missing something. It's quite short. Yeah. It's a shorter version than the original. But I do like, it's quite like subtle in the lyrics. I do like that in the lyrics, you can tell that there are differences between Peg's relationship with yeah. the Tramp in the original and this one. So in this one, there is no mention that they had a relationship yeah. or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what I was saying so before. you kind of, yeah, so it's like, you could allude that maybe they have, but she's not saying no. that they have, whereas in the original, she's straight up saying, I've like, been she's there. been burned by him before. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you're like, oh, okay, some drama's yeah. happened there. But in this one, you're like, um, you wouldn't really, I guess if you hadn't seen the original, especially, no. you probably wouldn't think too much of it at all. And I, I do like that change, and I think, as we were saying, like, he maybe isn't a player mm. in this one maybe he is it's just not alluded yeah. to as much but i like that it kind of makes it more of a mystery yeah. whereas he's just branded straight up as a yeah. player um i do like i think it's janelle monet isn't it that I sings so, this yeah. this one i mean I, I think her voice really really suits it really the song. does yeah i think it's beautiful like it's a beautiful version of it um i i don't think i don't know you might remember this better than i do but i don't think she does the like what a dog thing like at the start of the, the, the yeah, song I don't think and I think that added something to the original because it made it a bit more like I think the original is a bit bouncier whereas I think this one is a yeah, bit more nostalgic yeah. and reflective was the way I remember it I could yeah. be wrong um but that was just the way that I I remember it now having watched both of them I think yeah it, it yeah. did feel like the old one was like bouncier and more performative with it and like it was more mm -hmm. about I think probably echoing more like the, the song culture at the time as well. Whereas I felt yeah, like this definitely. one, like it, it was a lot calmer, I think. It was just very smooth. Yeah, smooth is the word, yeah. This is very smooth and it was just like a like song that just kind of like continued through. There wasn't kind of like you say, like the bouncing around mm -hmm. sort of thing so much. It was like, here's the song, and then after <laughs> yeah. the song, like they'd all have their, their conversation. But I really enjoyed it. The one that I have an issue with, um, I think it's called What a Shame which is the Act. new Siamese cats, <laughs> even though they're not really Siamese cats in this one, it's all, obviously it's all changed. Um, yeah, this song, like, it's just not, it's just not memorable. It's not something I'd ever, like, play. I couldn't sing it to you. No. I, I wouldn't I have a clue what I watched this song it yesterday. sounded like. I mean, I watched the film yesterday, and I <laughs> honestly can't remember the tune to it. Like, That's not good, is it? It's not. So I do think... That was a bit of a letdown. And actually, mm. I mean, I know we're talking about the music, but I do think that scene was a bit of a letdown as well. Yeah. I, did, I didn't enjoy it. Like, I know they had to they pay, like, tribute to the original and include it because they're part of the plot. But I just, yeah, it wasn't, it was one of the weaker points, I think, of the film. Yeah. And the song, obviously, is part of that. And that's why it's one of the weaker points. And I just think the original song is very, like, you know, iconic because you know you know that song like it's you, yeah it will get in your head if you've heard it um whereas this one it's just a shame the original one was a bit racist wasn't it really? yes well they couldn't <laughs> exactly repeat shame. it they couldn't repeat the, the original but no, you'd hope but that I, they'd I, come up with something better well i agree because surely you'd want to like you know the original had was questionable yes of course so surely you'd want to create a more iconic song than that mm -hmm. 
to like block it out and they didn't because it just drew attention to the fact that a the song wasn't there Mm -hmm. and that it wasn't as good as the the, the new one sorry the new one wasn't as good as the old one so it it kind of yes they didn't include it which is i think is the right decision to not include it but i also just think like if you're not going to include it you need to make it better so that people forget mm-hmm. if you like about the other one and um, not to say we should forget about things that have been offensive but i think you know to stop people missing the old song and to stop them missing like you know a racist interpretation they'd have been better maybe yeah. putting more thought into that song so that it, it was catchy and you didn't miss the old one and i missed the other yeah. song which is a yeah. shame because yeah. it's racist if that well, makes exactly. sense but it's catchy that's the problem yeah like, obviously it's problematic for sure but it was catchy, memorable and yeah. catchy so it was something that made a part of the film up yeah and it's what make, makes you think of that scene yeah with the cat iconic in the film wasn't it so yeah at the time it was the song that everyone would sing from the film yeah and you mm-hmm. think oh lady in the tramp so obviously like you say it's problematic but and definitely replace it but if you're going to do that, make sure that what you replace it with is just as catchy so that you're not missing the problematic song. Well, yeah, and because as well, I know the cats are needed to basically get Lady kicked out of the house. I can know that's like a plot point. But at the same time, honestly, like, if that's the song they came up with, I feel like they could have just cut them out. had a new plot point. Yeah. yeah, cut the cats out completely and had another reason she was out on the streets. Like, because, yeah, like, it's just not a memorable no. part of the film for me. Like... I don't even think about it when I think of this film. Yeah, I forget it happens. So, yeah, which isn't good. (laughs) Especially when the rest of it... It's so memorable. Like I was saying, like, the iconic Tony's scene when they're outside having their meatballs, the music for that is, like, spot on for me. And I think, as well, the introductory music when the film's Mm -hmm. opening is just so nostalgic and perfect for the time it's meant to be set in. Because it's meant to be set in 1909, like, really, really early 1900s. So I think it's very like fitting yeah. for the time. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I think. But I know you've kind of got like yeah, I have more in depth opinions. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I think this is why it's quite good when we do these because as much as I love the film, I and I love Disney, I can acknowledge that something isn't mm. perfect. Um, yeah. So yeah. lots of the music for me felt really out of place. Um, mm-hmm. it felt like it was a bit mismatch. It felt like there wasn't there wasn't a lot of um flow between the music etc so obviously understandably the Siamese cat song was removed but it would have been far less noticeable the song was gone if the replacement song had been even half as memorable or just good like I'm sorry Joseph, yeah. I think it's Joseph Trapanese is the composer I'm really sorry I feel really bad but <laughs> it, it was disappointing and like it was one of those it things was, yeah. you look forward to that iconic scene and even if you're like even if they just removed the song like yeah and had a song that would have been better than it's like scars be prepared don't get me started Oh yeah, in the Lion underwhelming. King. Like, if you're gonna do it bad, people are gonna just talk take it about out. That. Whereas if you took it out, they'd be like, "Oh, I missed it," but they couldn't moan about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, and then like, Darling kept like singing sun lullabies, which was like a bit odd. And like, whilst the final song was like a really nice end to the film, mm-hmm. like it was a lovely way to like zoom back out with the the pan shot. The random lullabies throughout the film for me just felt a little bit odd. I was like, they just kind of appeared. Um, and I was like, is it a musical? Is it not? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, as I said, like, He's a Tramp was really enjoyable. But because the film only had the odd musical number, it just felt really disorientating because we weren't conditioned into believing in, in the random performances. So with something like Beating the Beast, where everyone sings every five seconds. Yeah, you know it's a musical. You're in that musical zone. Whereas I feel like when you were watching this one and a song just, like, appeared, mm-hmm. I wasn't invested enough in the songs to 
enjoy them if that makes sense yeah. again i'm quite i'm getting quite deep because music is my, is my thing and musicals are like something that i'm really into but it just felt like when you watch the film musical performances for me when you watch it aren't normality hmm. within the film so by just putting like random ones in because they were in the original it just felt really disorientating um but having having said this um bellanotte was short sweet yeah. and beautiful like i'm glad they kept that one and it matched with the theme of the restaurant i'm so glad they kept that in mm-hmm. um, i was worried they weren't going to at one point i was like where's the song yeah you're kind of waiting it's a longer film so <laughs> yeah. it was longer wait for that moment yeah i was so. like where's my song and i've also been to the slight side note i went to tony's restaurant in um disney world imagine him in disney world it's a beautiful, they've got like a lady in the Tramp Fountain. The service was a bit poor, not gonna lie. I mean, <laughs> it, it was the lowest tip I gave my whole trip. Um, but the actual place is stunning and, and I got I got spaghetti and meatballs. Well, actually it was spaghetti and one massive meatball. Oh. So if, you, if you're gonna get them, I mean, it wasn't, it was nice, but it was a lot. It was so different to what served in the film. <laughs> yeah, it was not as advertised. Um, it was one massive meatball. Um, but to be fair, I'd go just for the pictures as we sat yeah. next to next one and had great cake. So it was quite nice because it's like, again, when you come away and you watch the film, like you felt like you'd, you'd been there because it matched mm-hmm. the tablecloths and stuff. So slight side note, if you're in Magic Kingdom, I mean, give it a go. It was nice. Just, you know, I can't remember our server's name, but if you were waiting 20 minutes for your drink after you've ordered, then <laughs> the same guy, sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think I love Bellanotte and lots of the backing music and character themes were also beautiful. Like you said, lots of the instrumentals were called yeah. addition to the film, like in the, on the riverboat and on yeah, the, that was really the nice. hill. They really added to it. I just really wish the directors decided whether it was a musical or not. I agree. Yeah. Film. Yeah. Because I think, you, they could have added in some more lovely lovely songs like you know it would have been quite nice if we've had songs from lady or from trump or like whatever. yeah yeah but it just felt like they kind of threw the random music like the random songs in and it just it just was a bit disorientating for the film for me i mean you you, you may disagree and i think other people might disagree like it didn't negatively impact the film for me i didn't think oh my god i hate this but it, just, it, it felt weird when i was watching it like why are they suddenly singing yeah i mean for me so the one thing i would disagree on is i really enjoyed the lullabies like uh, ah. i i thought they were really sweet and i actually felt they fit the scenes that they were in because mm. it was kind of like an introductory lullaby and then a uh, final lullaby in the end yeah. scene so i kind of liked that because you knew you were at the beginning and the end of the film and i yeah, do think it was just it was just quite sweet like to have something else from darling as well because the thing is jim deer and darling though they are ladies owners they are well especially in the original they're very minor parts i mean in the original you don't don't see their faces in the original (laughs) so we get a lot more of them in this one and can we also appreciate that um darling was a lady of color oh yeah exactly that's definitely to be added in there definitely Um, especially for the time period of the film it could have been a very easy excuse to be like yeah well oh, no it would have been a white neighborhood so welcome disney for you know including is it tessa thompson no, no so that's, that's what i was gonna say yeah and also yeah. tessa thompson was cast yes. for lady's voice so again yes. well done there because that's yeah. more you know um diversity and more like representation yeah and like you say they could have easily used the excuse of the time period yeah so. Um, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think with the with the lullabies, I'll agree. Like I say, I really like the last one. I just felt like throughout the middle bit, I was a bit like, what's what's happening? What is she thinking? <laughs> but so we'll uh, agree to disagree on that one. Yeah. But I did like the last one. And the last one I thought was a beautiful way to end the film. Yeah. And it was like a really natural, like, drawing out of the house and how they like then zoom back out. I yeah. love that. Um, yeah, I just really wish they decided 
what their approach was with music and just stuck with it. I agree because it, it is a bit disjointed. I think like when the songs just pop up randomly, you kind of you kind of yeah. like you're like oh like there's a song now like and then there's just like loads of dialogue for ages and there's another yeah. song and you're kind of not really sure like what's going to come next. It doesn't really add to it. That was a problem for yeah. me. It's like normally with a musical, as I say, I'm a massive musicals fan. The point of music and songs in, in a film or whatever is to add meaning and to yeah. add impact. Yeah. And I felt like in this movie, unfortunately, it didn't. Um, like the actual backing tracks were beautiful and they did, but the yeah. actual songs, I just felt like apart from Bellanotti, that's yeah, it. that's, that's just that's always going to be incredible. I think so. But again, that's for a nostalgic purpose yeah. as well, because it's so iconic. Yeah. But I, I do think that it was missing. It just didn't add anything to the film for me. So I think that that was my problem. Well, I was just thinking as you were saying that I think what it could have had was something like Speechless from Aladdin. So that is an absolute, like, True. brilliant move that they did for Aladdin by making a new song. Um, mm-hmm. So Jasmine had a bit more of a voice in terms of, like, yeah. singing and stuff. Such and I think, like, maybe Lady or the Tramp, or they could have had, like, a duet or something. That would have been amazing. I think maybe a duet would have been the way forward, actually, because yeah. Disney do do duets quite well for animal characters they do um so maybe that could have added something i don't know i mean true because i guess when you think about it like most like other people sing so like obviously pegs sings yeah like darling sings like the man and t- like tony sings yeah <laughs> um and whereas like the main two characters don't so no. maybe that is the problem is the fact that everyone else seems to sing around them and they don't it's, so like, it's a bit weird yeah. they're the main characters so and because the songs are really short yes. as well like so the, the song starts and ends and you're like, oh, well, that didn't have an impact on anything, Well, did it? yeah, because he's a tramp in this one. It's only like a minute, 30 seconds or something. It's really, really yeah. short compared to the original one, which I think is like two and a half minutes. Yeah. I suppose, again, though, in the original, they didn't give him the backstory. Yeah, they needed They it. had to use that True. song to give more characters a tramp, whereas in the new one, because you get yeah. his backstory, I guess you didn't necessarily need, which is what I'm saying, the song didn't actually add yeah. anything new, because we knew more about Trump's background yeah, from, from like, him. Yeah, from the dialogue and so, flashbacks yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think, like, they could have done more with the music. Um, I didn't like yeah. that song. <laughs> but, oh, no. the others I was, I was happy with, and I, it didn't affect it too much mm. for me, in the sense that... No, when I was watching it, it didn't make me think, like, yeah. oh, I want to take no, it off. Exactly, like... <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. so all, all in all, I'd say it was pretty like pretty well done for music. But then again, I'm not an expert in that. So I mean, I'm not either. I just very strongly opinionated about music. <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah, I think as someone who like has studied like I, I look at musicals and study that quite a lot with degrees and just because I'm interested in them, every musical song is supposed to move something forward or reveal yeah. something. Apart, like for the these plot. songs for me didn't do either. They didn't kind of move the plot on and they didn't reveal anything extra about any characters. So for me it just felt a little bit like they were forgettable. That was Yeah. You could have taken them out yeah. and the film would have yeah. worked without them basically. Yeah, like exactly. you could have had no music apart from the instrumentals in that yeah, film and it would have worked. Because the instrumentals the did add. I'll give that the instrumentals did add. They did. They were beautiful. So yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well that's interesting that we had like quite different opinions on that. For the first time we've kind of had I think this one's brought out more differences, yeah. which is, is nice. Yeah. It's good. Hopefully it's more entertaining. <laughs> yeah, instead of just like agreeing <laughs> with every single thing. <laughs> Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Yeah, so, well, that brings us on to our fourth fun fact of the episode. So this film had a cast of 16 dogs trained for the film, and not including the canine extras present in the pound scene. Aww, so that's... An extra dog. I know, that's a lot of dogs. Like, that's quite chaotic. Like, when you've got to think about like Can you training them and things i mean it's not quite lions like it would have been for <laughs> lion king 
Like, yeah, or Extinct Monkeys, as you said. Yeah, that well, that would have been interesting. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine being like the dog trainer for this film? That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it is really. And obviously they've got like um, understudy like dogs oh, yeah. <laughs> for like Lady and Tramp, um, which is funny, isn't it? I don't know why yeah. that's so funny, but yeah. But it's also, I guess, quite a fun job because animals, but yeah. maybe that's just because I love animals, as True. we know. Maybe that's your calling. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> that's what I need to do. <laughs> that's really funny. So I guess then as we, we're going to round up, like just a quick round up on the, on the film, maybe like a rating if you want to go with a rating. Um, what are your like brief quick concluding thoughts on the film summary okay um i think it's beautiful i think it's nostalgic um i would happily watch it again anytime the one thing that i would say and it's no fault of disney's at all but the one thing i would say is it feels like a christmas film to me in terms of like oh my god yeah because it starts off at christmas of course and i the snow as well and i just think you know like in another time like when it wasn't like disney plus being released later than the us for us it would have been nice to have had it in november leading Mm. up to christmas because it's just quite a cozy warm that's so true and yeah i just think it was you know really like that adds nostalgia to it as well maybe being a christmas film i mean i love christmas films so that's probably we will have reason. to watch this as a christmas yeah, film yeah <laughs> i just i just think like it features christmas but that's yeah. obviously no fault of disney just like something i yeah. guess a recommendation for you guys to do just watch it near christmas yeah watch it at christmas <laughs> <laughs> um and then characters i love i love lady and i love tramp but i do love all the other characters as well i don't think i have any issues with mm. any of the characters i think they're all great i think they're quite well-rounded as well like yeah. jock like we said not necessary to be a female but nice. but it, it was pleasant yeah like, didn't, enjoyed didn't, it. didn't like make anything like wrong with the film so no. yeah and i i think i definitely recommend it to people to watch it and actually i think as you said i actually do agree i think it is better than the original I just don't come for us. I'm sorry if you prefer. Yeah, the sorry if you're like a die-hard <laughs> classics fan and this is your favorite film. Ever. We're quite modern Disney fans. We are. You're gonna find that out. Well, this sorry. is the thing. Like we we don't mind Disney doing things to old films. Some no. people do. They don't want anything. Well, the touched. old ones are still there. though, aren't that's yeah. the thing. So if you don't like, as Hal mentioned in a second about the liking, I can very easily <laughs> go back to the animation i can go yeah. back if i don't like it so i think it gives people that option so yeah we're quite we're quite modern disney fans aren't we <laughs> we are yeah i think we're just open to yeah. you know whatever disney want to do and we'll just kind of take it we and trust them don't we we do and yeah and i just think it's a nice love story especially for dogs i think it's very yeah. mature extremely mature yeah. when when you think about it um and racing wow it's hard actually um to do a racing for this one so i don't want to go too overboard but <laughs> right now after speaking about it in such a way where i'm like i love this film oh i think i've got yeah. mine i seem to have a gut instinct with numbers more than you do this is quite interesting actually that we're learning about each other well uh, yeah i'm a bit indecisive as a person yeah, though that so that doesn't help i think i'm gonna go eight. Oh, interesting that's quite that's quite close to mine to be fair is it okay yeah eight because it's not perfect and i've got some perfect disney films so yeah. that, we've, it's not we've perfect. all we've already agreed what our tens are going to be like, we've yeah, we know <laughs> we know what our tens are nines are quite hard yeah eight for me is a solid yeah. film i'd re-watch it i really enjoyed it i'd recommend it yeah that's that's an eight for me well, right well 
Yeah, so I, I realised it's something I didn't kind of have a chance to mention, I guess. It was a disappointment that I missed it out in the earlier bit. So one of the things that kind of brings it down a little bit for me is the fact that I mentioned to you earlier, Rosie, that they, they removed Trump's nickname for Lady when he calls oh, her yeah. Pigeon. And like he yeah. calls her Pidge throughout the original movie because like she's so naive. And like he nicknames her Pidge. And I quite liked it because the nickname creates two things. There's like an instant connection between them. That like, like if someone gives you a nickname, you kind of have like a weird instant bond. Um, yeah. And the affectionate like it, it creates like an affectionate soft spot that trump has for lady even from the beginning so even if from the beginning when they're not kind of like getting on as well and <laughs> um, it kind of shows like he still has that soft spot and kind of foreshadows the rest of it so although it was only a small detail i think it would have been quite nice if this was like included personally so i'm a bit good that was missed out um but anyway moving on from that it's fine <laughs> i'm over it kind of um <laughs> so yeah I, I mean i loved it i loved the the story i loved the characters i loved the the cinematography i mean it's one of the ones that i definitely watch again um mm -hmm. it's not again it's not like a, a top five maybe you know something like that but i really enjoyed it yeah um for me so i'm going 7.5 interesting i know okay. um only because i think for me like i said there was a few things so like, the fact that i'd probably watch it i wouldn't watch it as often as maybe some of like my more classic favorites yeah um even like my eights my eight to tens i probably wouldn't watch them as, as much as that but i would be excited mm -hmm. to watch it which i think is the difference yeah. so obviously when we chatted about snow white last week i was kind of dreading watching snow oh, white. Dear. even though i enjoyed yeah. it in the end like in its own way i was kind of i wasn't looking forward to watching it as much as i would look forward to watch this film um, yeah. So yeah i it, i really it, enjoyed it and it made me want yeah. the dog. So clearly Disney have done the job correct. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm glad we kind of agree. Like we've kind of got the same yeah, like, we view do. Yeah, of yeah. it and opinion of it. Because even though we've got um, slight differences. And it, yeah, yeah, I think it's, we are, we're in sync in terms of where Disney movies sit on a scale. I think we are quite in sync. I think so. I think we have the same appreciation. Yeah. So we can admit where there's flaws. Yeah, like yeah. we won't be that kind of person that would be like, it's a Disney film. It's perfect because it's Disney. Because well, yeah. that's just not real life, is it? So we will admit <laughs> the flaws in Disney films. Yeah. Um, but we have the same like appreciation yeah. for the excellence that Disney has when yeah. they go above and beyond in their films. True. And I do think they did that in, in this, this scene yeah. with the hill. Um, oh, scene the, in the hill. <sighs> well, so, so that kind so of yeah. closes off our little lady in the Trump discussion. Definitely go and watch it. And if you haven't watched it already, um, we'd love to like hear what you think over like on Instagram and yeah. let us know what your thoughts are, whether you agree with us, <laughs> because you may hate it. <laughs> Just tell us. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So then moving on to like the last few minutes of um, today's episode, we promised you some Disney Plus recommendations. So Rosie, I'm going to yes. offer for you to go first. I feel like you've explored more new stuff than I have. Yeah. Well, kind of. I mean, I've, I've gone for quite niche areas. Yeah. So apologies if this isn't for you friends um <laughs> my first recommendation um is actually high school musical the series oh, so it's not a film as well apologies if that's not what you were expecting but i mean that series if you love high school musical then watch it because I some thought, people might find it too cringe but i thought it was gonna be horrific and i was dreading me it. too me and too we were both instantly proven we used to text each other every week being like oh my god have you seen it and when we'd like yeah. we texted her on friday like have you seen it so we can chat about it literally i used to look forward to it because it came out on fridays and i used yeah. to watch it on friday night i used to watch it at friday lunchtime yeah and that was my friday night yeah <laughs> like it was quite sad like i literally look forward to watching that on my friday night everyone else would be like out doing the I stuff the same. and i'd be like nope high school musical the series for me 
but issues with it is that the episodes are quite short so just brace yourself but you've got them all there so you can binge yeah that's true you don't have to go through our struggle of waiting a week yeah that, that was a bit painful but i understand i understand why they had to do it it made us um, value it more it's fine definitely definitely but next time disney we want hour-long episodes yes please <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and season two is out like hopefully soonish it's been a bit delayed due to covid i think but <sighs> well it'll be COVID. it'll be around soon um, so yeah, definitely recommend that. My other recommendations are a bit more niche, um, and they are Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Mm, yeah, um, you, you what I would say, yeah, if you haven't watched Star Wars, like just give it a watch anyway, because the whole, um, like all of the films are on Disney Plus. So if there's ever a time to try it, now is the time because you've got it yeah. all there, like just a few clicks away. But I would say, like, if you enjoy the films. Um, and you want a bit more of a background for Star Wars and like an explanation for some of the plots and the characters, Clone Wars is excellent for this. And it's an animated series. And I know sometimes animated series aren't as good as like live mm. action ones, but this is definitely in my top five series of all time. Wow. I love That's, it. Wow. It's incredible. Like, and I'm quite a, like, I don't know. I like animated series as well. Um, and I've only recently become a hardcore Star Wars fan. Like I've, I've always like enjoyed it. Um, since I first watched it but recently due to Disney Plus I've been even more converted so if you like Star Wars give Clone Wars a watch because it will blow your mind to be honest <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they're, they're my like top mm-hmm. recommendations I think okay cool um, that's quite good because mine are quite different so that's mm. good and um, so my first one is a bit more I know we've watched one as well Rosie it's a bit it's really niche so it's called Zenimation oh yeah and it's 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 odd and it's a really weird concept but it's great so they're like five five minute episodes that kind of they do disney scenes without music over the top but they do them via theme so i watched the water one and it's meant to be like a calming like relaxation like background noise um i I mean it's nice for that but i just appreciated it for watching scenes without music so like yeah it's like scenes in there for moana where they're all like in the ocean and just it it feels more real the film I don't know what it is um, yeah so I I mean that was like a, a nice five minute appreciation for Disney I haven't even watched them all yet um I think I've only watched one or two but I was so impressed I thought it was gonna be rubbish and I was like what a ridiculous idea and then I watched it and I was like oh, <laughs> very I really therapeutic like very therapeutic yeah. I would recommend um, just for that a bit addictive as well actually I was like I want to watch the next one so that's like a more niche one for something if, you, if you'd like to see something slightly different um and quick because it's really quick yeah then my next one as you may have guessed as a musical fan is hamilton so of course yeah when this came out as an announcement that it's coming out i was so excited because for those fellow musical fans out there they you will know how hard and expensive it is to get to give a hamilton Mm. like when i was in america a few years ago i was like well just for fun i know we wouldn't get one i was like for fun let's see how much a ticket on the door would be they were tickets were starting at two hundred and twenty dollars, and that was before a ticket had even been cancelled. There was a queue outside the door waiting for cancelled tickets. I was like, "This is insane!" It's mad. So when they announced it was going to be on here for free, <laughs> I again was counting down the days. Um, yeah. And um, I mean, it's it's incredible. Like, even I also, was, as a musical fan, didn't think I'd like Hamilton, and then one of my friends from uni convinced me to watch it um actually convinced me to listen to the soundtrack because i was like i don't like rap and he was like he was like mm. just listen to it and i was like, oh fine not that he listened to my recommended soundtracks but anyway that's <laughs> um and i fell in love with it like it's so clever it's educational but in a fun way like the story's amazing the characters are amazing so getting to watch it on the the, the tv was fantastic i mean 
it, it will never replace a theatre, but it's it's beautiful and it gives you a chance to kind of see it and kind of, I guess, guess if you'd want to pay that amount of money to see it. Oh, in the yeah, as well. yeah. It would be a lot of money to pay if you didn't like it. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely recommend that one. Even if you're not a musical fan, give it a go because it, it's slightly difficult, different to traditional musicals. So give that one a go. Um, yeah. And then like my my final one, if you like, is the um, all the Marvel films. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> the collection. I, yeah. As I've mentioned briefly, I've just I've actually only got one left. I got the last Spider Man movie to watch because that's not on Disney Plus. Um. So the entire like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they are all on there apart from. Hulk, Spider-Man's Hulk. Spider-Man. Yeah, I think that's yeah. it. So there's only three films out of like 24, I think. Yeah. 24, yeah. 25 that um, aren't on there. So I just kind of watched all of those in like chronological order, if you like, in terms of their world. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend because I mean, yeah. the fact that it's so easy. We've said about like on demand, it's so easy to watch them. Um, and it's that because of like Disney's graphics and, and HD and all that kind of stuff on the, the platform, the quality is amazing. I mean, oh, I thought I remembered one bad thing about Disney Plus. Oh, I remembered one bad thing: the sound. Have you had no, this? No, no, I haven't. What is it? Quiet so, or something? When right when you when you have a song on. Sorry, when you don't have a song on, it's so quiet. So I have to turn mm. it right up, like. Actually, right I know up. what you mean. Yeah. Then when a song comes on, it like blasts out at me. So I have to turn the sound down and then they start talking again. That's to turn it up. So it's a bit of a try. I listen mm. with headphones now. I use my headphones, link it to my Xbox, which is mm. better. Um, but that's, I've, I've found one. <laughs> there is there something. <laughs> See, we're not completely biased. So that's one thing. Um, so, but again, like I listened to the Hamilton thing with earphones and the sound's yeah. incredible. Same with um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe theme tracks and stuff beautiful sound and stuff that you, you get from there so that's my recommendation because i was a marvel a marvel virgin actually till a few years ago um and i was definitely like i hadn't seen most of the marvel films up until this year um mm. rosie and danielle our other friend got me got me into it so recommend that one um yeah, yeah they might the recommendations for now i think we need to watch some of the newer stuff so like i don't know about you but like i've got a watch list oh maybe. i've got a watch list um, as well same it's not as detailed but i uh, one day at disney is what i want to watch same um, that's on mine i want to watch howard the new documentary same, about the musician like the composer yeah um, they're also bringing out a new thing in a few weeks um, called is it One Day Animal Kingdom or the Maybe yes. Animal Kingdom or something? Yeah, that looks amazing. Where they amazing. go behind the scenes with the animals Animal Kingdom, and I am buzzing for that one. Me so, too. Um, I've also got other recommendations from other group people that have kind of given me recommendations. So Fairy Tale Weddings at Disney are supposed to be. Oh incredible. yeah, that looks really um, good and quite revealing. So yeah, they're kind of the ones that I think we need to watch and then review yeah. and then get back to you on because they've been recommended to us. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I've actually just thought of another recommendation as well. Oh, just go to for it. Finish up this segment. <laughs> um, Waking Sleeping Beauty. So this is a documentary about <gasps> yes, animation. Yeah, and actually, you talking about Howard made me think of it because he's in it. Um, so like oh. his story of his animation during The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. It's basically like about the golden era of Disney animation, um, oh. and it's so interesting. I'd really highly recommend it if you're interested in like the background of Disney um, and the stories behind their films and the animation processes and things. Definitely give that a watch. It's really yeah. really good. Um, so yeah, that's that, 
that's definitely one of my recommendations as well for Disney Plus. And another thing, they've also just introduced a Celebrate Black Stories category oh, on yeah. there, Smaller. which I am really excited about. So I've obviously watched Black Panther, which is part of that incredible yeah. film. Even if you don't like Marvel, that film stands on its own. So go and watch that. Yeah. It's got Michael really B. Jordan good. in it as well. So why would you not? You know? <laughs> um, incredible black female leads. Fantastic. So if you are, if you're someone who's kind of looking to expand your, um, you're like watching lists that includes more like people of color and films of color etc and go and check out the celebrate black stories um collection on there because there's a variety of stuff on there as well and so give that a look yes and actually just before we move on i also appreciate how disney plus categorizes everything for you yes in different ways yeah it's not just by like yeah it's by like what mood you're in yeah and I like how when you go on the search button, it's not just a plain search. It's like there's loads of things below it where it's yeah. like Disney Channel classics, Disney yes. through the era, Mickey classics. It's great. Like, I love that. I need that kind of guidance because I'm so indecisive yeah, what same. I watch. So I need them to push something to me and be like, watch That's this. That's so true. And the fact that so they have all the categories and then the fact that like there's always something new. Yeah. I just think, I think it's really useful in terms of like finding what you want and what, you know, what, what you, you could watch. So yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I think it's, it's really well made even like the collections when you, you can go into the, like you know the Muppets collection or like Disney Channel collection or Winnie the Pooh collection and you can kind yeah. of so I went, I'm a massive Winnie the Pooh fan as you all know yeah um, <laughs> and I went into that collection and found movies I didn't even know existed so I think it, it's yeah. great for them to put everything together yeah it's just really user-friendly and accessible especially for like parents for kids as well yeah like it's just a lot easier for them to find things so yeah yeah that's definitely we'll stop talking now we'll stop yeah we'll stop this... rumbling <laughs> and we'll um we'll probably do like another bit about disney plus in the future and like more yeah. recommendations because there's just so, so much we could talk about we could talk for hours so we won't we won't bore you yeah we'll, stop. we'll, we'll leave it there so <laughs> on that note thank you very much for listening to this episode i hope you've enjoyed our ramblings um about <laughs> disney plus um and of course lady and the tramp and um, i hope we've inspired you to go and watch it and see what your thoughts are on it as well yeah um, and if you've enjoyed this, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts because we're on Apple, which is very exciting. Yeah, I feel so legit being <laughs> yeah, on Apple. Feel, it's so exciting. It feels so official. Um, <laughs> you can also follow us on Podbean as well. So we've mm. actually got, Casey actually kindly created a, a link tree on our social media. So it just means that you can click into the link and it gives you all the options to yeah. find where our podcast is. So if you've got a preferred platform, you can click on that one. You can listen on YouTube as well because we know that not everyone yeah. is into like, because Podbean is the way that we kind of stream um it's the platform that allows us to do this but um you can go in and kind of listen straight via safari that's fine um but if you do prefer like if you're a youtuber we we do have youtube as well that you can subscribe and listen on there as well so yeah exactly um and if you want to leave a review or just any like comments because maybe you've watched it since listening to this episode and decided that we said something incredibly wrong or we missed (laughs) something out and you're shocked so you just want to tell us about that please we probably have missed things out it's a long film so definitely you could talk for hours about it so yeah definitely leave a review or a comment because we would love to read them and make sure to leave your instagram handle um so that we can give you some love over on instagram and maybe continue the debate or conversation um over there as well um so yeah so thank you very much for listening and so we mentioned last time about um the potential for like online shops and advertising slots and we haven't released that yet sorry um we will actually do it for next time i promise we're actually going to sort that out and so a sign up session for that um but coming up next time i'm really excited (laughs) for doing our first disney parks episode um which is really exciting as we because we can't go at the minute so 
I'll try not to get too emotional. Um, so specifically, we'll be looking at like changes to rise between 2017 and 2020 because there have been yeah, a lot. Nice there have been a lot it. that have been announced. <laughs> there have been a lot that have been cancelled. There's been a lot that have happened. So um, we'll talk about those. So if you're a Disney Parks fan um, or you want to mm-hmm. know more about like different rides in um, other Disney Parks, um, listen in next time. Um, so yeah, obviously you can follow us on Instagram and um, YouTube. You can subscribe to all of our different platforms. You don't have to. We're not going to pressure you, uh, but that's they're, they're the best places to kind of keep up to date with new episodes and new content and stuff like that. Um, also, for when we, we will be eventually <laughs> releasing a giveaway, we're just kind of working out the best way to do that at the minute with COVID and stuff, uh, because Rosie and I are so far away at the moment. Well, we're not that yeah. far away. Yeah, we don't live together, so... <laughs> we're not that far away, but it feels like so far away because we can't see each other. Um, it does. So, yeah. once we kind of get bit of the seizure there we'll, we'll talk more about giveaways and stuff and we'll be posting that on um instagram um our photo challenge is kind of like just over halfway through so on day 20 now um special shout out yeah. so i'm gonna pull up the people that have kind of been with us along because i think it's worth it yeah dedication has happened so yeah we've been impressed and um, so we've had quite a few um accounts that have taken part either sporadically or regularly uh but i'm gonna give special shout outs to people who've kind of been there with us for for a while so um i'm just gonna pull them up because i feel like they deserve yeah. a shout out it's just nice um, so yeah so oh no the our tag isn't loading at the oh. minute that's really sad um i think instagram's having a moment but i remember there's like crazy disney lady um and there's like chewy pinned i think is the other one as well yeah um, that's one of the regulars so definitely those two are the ones that i think tend to post like the most so thank you so much we love seeing your photos every day like it's lovely um so thank you for that and um, if there's still time to get involved you can kind of post yeah. as and whenever you want to uh, rosie and i both post a, p- a different picture each day um based on the different um themes so like for example coming up we've got we've got loads of different things coming up over them we've got um disney group shots disney villains coming up disney accessories and um, disney jumpers and stuff like that so there's there's still loads of great um picture challenges to get involved with so head over to that if we if you tag us and you just tag sprinkle of disney photo challenge we'll share your post we'll give you some love and that'd be great um and then you can obviously if any inquiries about if you want to collaborate or anything like that just email us um at a sprinkler disney podcast at gmail.com and so you can just contact us for anything in just want to chat uh we've been a sprinkler disney have a magical rest of your day <laughs>